Welcome back. You're listening to Rain City Jerks. Episode three. Episode four. Episode four? Pretty sure it's four. No, this is three, dog. Because we've had two updates on your leather jacket watch. Oh, you're right. One was the jacket coming on the radar. Right. Two was that you're getting your jacket tailored to the dimensions of your body. I still haven't done it, but yeah. You still haven't done it, but you got the idea. Yeah. Now you're in a jacket holding pattern. I'm in a financial jacket holding pattern. Well, this is a pattern where you're holding no jacket. I thought this was episode four, but no, you're right. This is episode three, I think. We'll find out. Welcome to Rain City Jerks. I'm your host, Jack Slattery. I'm also your host, Jay Markovitz. Uh, If you're returning for episode four, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to uh, two nearly middle-aged men rambling about life are, are can we officially say early middle age i mean middle age is only technically defined by death age that's true and so any age could 14 could be middle aged if you die at 28 right if we die tomorrow we're old aged exactly yeah so middle age is sort of one of those terms that bothers me because it doesn't really mean anything it just is a generic term that kind of changes with the times because like 40 used to be middle aged, but I don't think 40 is that old anymore because I'm approaching 40. That's why I don't feel that way. But also like people just live longer now. So I would like, I would say middle age is closer to, uh, 45, like 50 is a hundred then. So like, that's a big difference, but like, I I hope that at 40 I'm middle aged. Yeah, I guess. I, I, like I, 80, think, I think 80, that I would be okay with like 35 being the halfway point. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day, just like how people used to die when they were 35. And sure. I was like, that just seems right. That just, people still die when they're 35. But it was more common. Sure, you know? and sure. Like, and I was just like, that just feels right. Like, I'm 37 and like, I feel like an overripe tomato. You know what I mean? I, I Honestly, I think that those kind of averages are skewed when they talk about people dying way younger. Because, like, infant mortality was super-duper high. Super-duper high. Super-duper high. So you were having a lot of people die at zero years old. And that was bringing the average way down. It's like, then, oh, most people die at an average age of 35. But I think the thing more was, like, you were probably going to die in infancy. And if you got out of infancy, then, yeah, you were probably going to make it to, like, 50, 55. And it's not until you're kind of... Unless you got kicked in the head by a horse. Many, many people have been kicked in the head by horses, mules, donkeys. Just crushed by a cow, just, like, leaning against you in a wall, just crushed by a cow. Yeah, they, they don't discriminate. They are a ton of meat, and they'll just do whatever they want. Big herbivores are are the biggest jerks. It's true. Yeah, they really are. You think of buffalo and you're like, oh, they just eat grass. They're kind of like whatever. But a buffalo would fuck you up. A buffalo. Yeah. A buffalo is like a crazy jerk. Yeah. Well, it's like fifteen hundred pounds of raw sexual aggression charging your way. Yeah. They're really easy to kill though. Yeah. In big herds. That was the thing. You would shoot one, and the whole herd wouldn't run away. They're just like, oh, Carl's dead. 
going to keep eating this grass. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what happens. <clears throat> I, 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 I'm interested in 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 Native American history. Yeah, and I've listened to some audiobooks and such, and they were talking about buffalo hunting and how they would like. Excuse me. They would like. Essentially, they would lance buffalo. You wouldn't even necessarily shoot them. Like they had these like twenty foot long spears with like huh. obsidian points and stuff, and like they would just like charge in like with their horse, run up behind them and just like stab them behind the shoulder blade, yeah. and just like try and get into their their body cavity. Sure. As they're running, just like hit them behind the shoulder blade somewhere, puncture a lung or something. That sounds pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah a 20 foot long spear and you're just like gunning it on a horse. Like that's the way we should be living. I feel like we, 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 we need more of that. We'll see the thing. And is, then you die at 35 you and you're like, 35 I lived a great life with a belly full of Buffalo meat. Yeah. You've been pumping out kids since you were 15. Yeah. Yeah. You can make arrowheads. You're a great, great, great grandparent. At right. Like 36 years old. Right. Yeah. It's, it just seems better. It is. But, you know, now we have memes. Now we have memes. Now we have memes. If I could trade it all in, I'm too old to learn. My body, I don't think, could adapt to it. But, like, there's a part of me that, like, I don't even know if this is a feasible goal. It probably is not. But uh, just, like, abandon my life and a one-way ticket to Mongolia and then just, like, become a herder. Just, like, look, I'm just here. Like, I don't care. Like, I will do whatever. Treat me like a child. Uh, I'll do all the simple, you know, just like treat me yeah. like a child and let me learn quickly. Well, you're, you're not as malleable as a child. Exactly. And like a child can fall off a horse and just get back up and keep riding. You fall off a horse and yeah, yeah. Game over, buddy. But then, Hey, that's game over. You, you would need like a pretty good montage sequence to get in my mind. It's there. Speed. Yeah. In my yeah. mind, it's there. You know, you'd be like riding horses at three different skill levels, consistently improving, uh, maybe doing something that makes the Mongolian women laugh. Yeah, that I could do. Just show them my dick, you know? Show your, your dick, yeah. Because I doubt many of them have circumcised dicks or have seen circumcised dicks even. So they would probably marvel at it and be like, why? I don't know. I mean, I, I wonder how many dicks a Mongolian tribeswoman sees in her whole life. Probably a lot. M- maybe a the lot. The number of men in her tribe, I would say. But they're not walking around naked. I mean, they're not like. That's true. They're not like. It's not, uh, it's not a temperate. Aboriginal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They got to fucking layer up. Yeah. And I think that they have a little bit more old timey religious mores than like a pagan tribe. You know, they're a little beyond that. I don't know what their sexual mores would be. I don't know. Where, either. I don't know where their their morality lies. I feel like being naked wouldn't be that big of a deal, but maybe it would. Who knows? Find some Mongolian people and get them on the show. Yeah. If there are any Mongolian listeners, please reach out. We'd love to have you on our show. I don't know how we do it, but I want to become in the top 10 podcast in Mongolia. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I want that to be our demographic. I mean, I've got connections in Ulaanbaatar, the capital city. Do you really? Is this true? Yeah. Is this a yogurt connection? It was a yogurt connection. Uh, Back in the yogurt game, we were looking to branch out with a line of uh, yak's milk. Yes. Yogurts. Yes. And they do a lot of good yak ranching in... Boy, you would have cornered the market. I've never seen yak's milk yogurt oh, before. it is fatty. There used to be a really good water buffalo yogurt that you could get. 
Well, they and do that with the mozzarella, right? Also, you should talk more into like the top of your microphone. Or the top of the microphone. There we go. Yeah. There you go. It's like I'm like I'm gonna suck it off. Yeah. For for you listeners, it looks like Jay is holding onto a huge black robot dick right now. It's like a chode of a dick, right? It, it it's like a medium sized black robot dick. Yeah. 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 But it's a it's it's nice though. Yeah. But there you go. That sounds way better. There we go. Okay. That's way better. So just, I don't know if we've ever covered this, but uh, could you just in five sentences or so to go over your yogurt history? Um, in 2009, my dad started a yogurt brand down in Atlanta. He had been so impressed by my dishwashing acumen on a previous visit that he offered me a job. Uh, he knew that I would work for way less than, let's say, a real employee. Family and, baby. Uh, yeah, you know, we had some of the highest quality milk you could get in the United States and made some excellent yogurt. All right. And so with that, you have yak milk uh, connects. You got a yak milk plug back I got a in yak milk plug. So, so my dad, he currently works for a dairy company whose main source of profit and income is uh, wealthy Chinese businessmen using a U.S. government program where they can donate, I believe, either $1 million or $5 million to an American company uh-huh. and basically buy citizenship. Interesting. Yeah, and so this company— We are being taken over. I, I think I'm okay with that. Oh, I'm I'm on board. I'm on board yeah. with it. I mean, yeah. the Chinese civilization is is tens of thousands of years old. Yeah, and yeah. it's vast. And like, you know, like if I just had to like think less, and they were just like, here's an apartment, here's a stipend of money, here's a job, maybe that would be okay. Well, we'll find out. Yeah, yeah, we'll find out. Um. But this company my dad works for, their end goal is to sell shelf-stable milk to China that the Chinese can digest. Disgusting. It's pretty gross. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it just, uh, Stuff-stable as... meaning they don't want to refrigerate it. Yeah, yeah, because, like, refrigeration is super expensive. You need refrigerators. You need You're... refrigerators first, and then you refrigerate, right? Yes, you refrigerate it once, then you refrigerate. Right. That's the way you do it. Uh, but okay, so Chinese Chinese people can digest yak's milk easier. Is that what you're saying? So there is basically two different protein profiles that milk can have: a one protein and a two protein. Okay, a one protein is what most commercial American milk has. It comes from a Holstein cow, which are the gigantic black and white cows. You know, when you say cow, you think of a Holstein cow. Okay. And classic can, barnyard. Classic barnyard Bessie. Uh, and they can produce up to 40 gallons of milk a day. That's insane. It's a ton. It's a ton of milk. Um, but, you know, 40 like, gallons. I had no idea. It's a, it, it's a lot of milk. That's, that's so much milk. It's so much milk. It would flood this room. I, I've seen a flood of milk before. I bet. It's uh, awe-inspiring. 
Um, but these cows have been kind of genetically engineered since the beginnings of animal husbandry sure. to uh, produce milk like this. And over the course of time, the protein profile of this milk changed to make it less digestible. And there's probably some amount of chemical tampering that's done uh, in laboratories to make the cows produce even more milk that in turn makes the milk even less digestible. And this is called an A1 protein. And it, it's generally white people that can digest this milk. Northern Europeans, we've kind of evolved with the cattle in this direction. Sure, yeah. But a lot of like black people, Chinese people, much higher incidence of lactose intolerance. But when you get into... Now, where do Spanish people lay on this? <clears throat> Not necessarily like central south american but like you know european spanish right people. right a, a full-blooded spaniard yeah oh yeah they can they can drink whatever okay yeah they're good um but when you get into like heirloom breeds of cow uh the swiss the jersey the ayrshire they're producing milk with what's called the a2 protein and that's it hasn't been tampered with as much and so a lot of people who would normally have violent uh, diarrhea reaction to milk can drink this A2 milk, and they're fine. Is there much marketing for A2? Like, could I go to Whole Foods and ask for A2 milk? And they'd be like, yeah, of course. So it's only in the past few years that they've started marketing it as A2 milk. But you've been able to get it like when you go and it's like the local fancy glass bottle cream top stuff. A lot of times that will be A2 milk, but there's only like one or two brands that actually put like A2 on their packaging. Interesting. Yeah. Everything's marketing. So you're, <clears throat> but this all stems from uh, wealthy Chinese people trying to find some sort of unrefrigeratable milk that they can digest? Yeah, so, that, so there's a big market for this uh, shelf-stable, digestible milk for Chinese people because they want to drink milk. They want to be cool. They want to, like, the cool milk-drinking kids. Right. They've seen all those commercials where, like, got milk, and they're like, yeah. fuck, I don't. They're just now filtering into the Chinese market. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. They all want milk mustaches. Oh, hey. Like a milk Fu Manchu. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Have you had Yak's milk? Have you drank Yak's milk? Could you identify Yak's milk? Yak's milk is an experience. You don't just drink it. You. I've had Yak's milk cheese before. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it's very chewy. Very chewy. Um, the milk has a much higher fat content yeah. than a regular cow's milk. It, uh, it almost feels waxy. Mm. in your mouth it's very uh viscous viscous it's almost like velveteen okay um i would compare it maybe to like a camel milk in oh yeah texture, camel milk. but it's more like a moose milk in taste okay yeah yeah see i believed you with the camel milk but like i'm not sure if you've actually drank moose milk before is that is that a bit or have you actually... no no i've only had moose milk like once or twice see like for real for real yeah yeah where do you get moose milk uh, I mean, you know people up in Canada. Okay. Canada, there's some Vermonters. Um, and moose, it, it, it's hard to tame a moose. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, on the dairy circuit, I only met, like, one person who had, like, they had, like, a tame moose. 
and a milkable moose. A milkable moose. Yeah. Yeah, I bet they have a lot of fat though. Bear milk. I bet bear milk would be bear very milk? fatty and good. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's dangerous I, milk to get though. I used to work as a professional gelatiri. Uh, I made gelato. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I made a lot of gelato. I've seen milk floods myself. Ah, well, it's we have more in common than we initially thought every yeah. time. Uh, and so we used, you know, we used milk and cream mm-hmm, in that because mm-hmm. it needs the milk fat. And uh, I learned that human breast milk does not have enough fat in it, disappointingly, to make proper ice cream with it. You might be able to make a yogurt. I don't know how that works, but proper ice cream can't make ice can't make it with uh, human breast milk. I mean, there would, there would be a market for that. What if, what if you, what if you got all of the breast milk and like skimmed the fat out of it, and then you like re-blended the breast fat and breast milk liquid in the right proportions to make a breast cream? Maybe it feels like it's a lot of work, but it feels like a lot of work. I feel like you could have a party though. Like some people, they click, they keep the placenta when mm-hmm, you have a mm-hmm. newborn, and then you make like a pate with it. Sure, and I would be so fucking mad if like I would hope that somebody would tell me that that's what I was eating first. Like maybe that's even a Seinfeld bit where like they just like put it out at a party and like someone doesn't know what it is or why they're there and they're eating and they're this is delicious. What are you? What is this? And I'm like, oh, it's my placenta. Like I would be so fucking mad. Uh, it sounds so wretched. I don't know. Like, see that I, I would really want to eat that. You would? Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm so into uh, the benefits of consuming uh, products made from, you know, basically babies. Like, okay. I, I want to get adrenochrome, uh, stem cells. Yeah. Um, just fresh blood, you know, I want to be in the 1%, uh, you know, the elite pedophile cabal, I mean, look, not, not, not to fuck kids, but just to like, you know, perpetuate my life forever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for like umbilical cord blood facials, Yeah. but I don't want to eat a placenta. That's, that's where I draw the line. What if it was like a chicken fried placenta? No, no, no. It just like I've seen pictures, I've seen videos on how yeah. to prepare it, and it just I like pate. I love pate. Yeah, I would be so mad if I accidentally ate or was told to just try it, just try it, and then I was like, it's my placenta. What if it tasted really good though? <sighs> would you still be mad? I don't know. Maybe would you, not. Would you take another bite? Mm. I don't know. Like, in my mind, it's just so gross. But, like, I mean, maybe if it tasted it's, really it's good. It's like that Seuss book, Green Eggs and Ham. But then what if, like, I just got a taste for it? And then, like, I'm just trying to find all these pregnant moms and, like, be like, you should make a pate with the placenta when that comes out. Like, I, I can help you. You would just have to get in touch with the black market placenta rings. Yeah, that's That's the way to do it. You don't want to deal with the moms. Like, Again. you'd much <laughs> rather deal with, like, a black marketeer than, like... I have to find a, I have to find a uh, nurse who has mm. uh, low morals and needs money, and then you and who works in the maternity ward, and then I would approach her, and she would ask 
the mothers, or maybe not even ask the mothers, but just like when she's disposing of the placenta, because yeah. most people probably don't want it. It's true. What do you do? You throw it away. She just Ziploc bags it, puts it in a cooler, and then I sell them on the black market, and then we split the profit. <coughs> I think we found your new career. Yeah, placenta salesman. Placenta salesman. Make like an <clears throat> Etsy shop for it. Yeah, make like a face mask out of them. You just like drape it on your face. Yeah, no, it really protects well against COVID. For sure. Yeah. Great for your skin. Full of stem cells. Full of stem cells. Organically harvested. Uh, all grass fed. Yeah. I think there would be a market though for mommy ice cream though. Like you have like a party, you know what I mean? Like you're just like, I guess you wouldn't want to waste it on fucking ice cream because you're like, no, this is to feed a baby. I'm not a Holstein cow making 40 gallons. Like I got to save this for my child. Well, we just need to like genetically engineer Amazon women who are producing that much more milk. Yeah, with yeah. more fat. With more fat. Crossbreed a human and a uh, dolphin? No. Okay, I'm on it. I don't know. Crossbreed a human and a uh, seal, maybe. I don't know. I feel like the aqua- the sea life would make the t- would flavor the milk in a disgusting way. Be kind of brackish. Yeah, it would just be like I don't know, like a salty lossy. It'd be salt. It'd be really salty. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Mix a human with something fatty, and milk them. Hippo. That's the that's the Chinese future we're gonna get. Well, I mean, Congress has recently like lifted the ban on animal human hybrid I, research. I heard that, and I've heard that in China. Uh, and when I say I heard that, I mean I somehow collectively heard that on another podcast sure. or some conspiratorial website. Uh, but I've heard that China <clears throat> has, boy, I just got a frog in my throat today. Uh, I've heard that China has long lifted that. And so they've definitely been, uh, you know, making superhumans or animal people or something like why wouldn't they do that like of course they are of course they fucking are and if they're doing it and then america's like oh, we should probably do that that means they're having success with it and then that yeah. we need to also it, it means they've been doing it and right. now they're just like yeah we should do this to retroactively uh pardon their crimes against nature yeah yeah, yeah i mean Maybe that's the future. Maybe that is better. Just like genetically make people the way you want them. I mean, yeah, if I could have been genetically engineered to have like three or four inches longer on my dick. Sure. I'd have been happy with that. I'd just go like half inch girthier even. Yeah, you know, that that increases the volume pretty substantially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I've been told numerous times, so many times. I can't even keep track of how many times I've been told this, that I have... Uh, one of the best dicks for butt sex, which, uh, luckily for me, is something. Uh, maybe it's a self fulfilling prophecy. The more mm. I hear it, the more I want it. But uh, I mean, is that is that like a shape or a size thing? I think it's think? both. Both. I okay. think it's both. Okay. Uh, you know, I might have a defined head, but it's not particularly a extra big head. You know what gotcha, I mean? It's like gotcha. there's a nice taper, but like mm-hmm. it's I've just heard it's a good butt sex dick. And, there you go. Uh, that's the kind of compliments the, that and telling me that I fuck like a lesbian are the two single best compliments I've ever heard. Interesting. And I've gotten them both from multiple people, so it must be true. 
Have you ever had sex with a lesbian? Yeah. Yeah. I've been there one dude sometimes. A couple times. Yeah, yeah. Feels good. It feels good. It does feel good. To be seen uh, as a competent lover. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, it, if I could get a career in doing that, that is, that's where I would excel. Like, that's what I'm not doing. I don't, but like, I don't want to be necessarily a sex worker because with sex work, uh, I've heard that you have to look at it like, <clears throat> and I guess this is personal dependent, but like, you have to look at it like, you walk onto any city bus and say, I would fuck everyone on this bus. And then when I put it in those concepts, I'm like, I know, like, absolutely not. Well, I, I mean, the people on the bus are generally of a lower social tier than the people driving the cars. That's true. I think the thing All right, to what do... What about the New York subway? That's a maybe a no, better... That's a little more of a melting pot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The answer would still be like, yikes. Big yikes. Um... No, I, th- I think the way to get into that gig would be to kind of bill yourself as like a uh, sex and couples coach, whereby you would kind of teach dudes how to have sex better. Yeah, and some of that yeah, might just yeah. be like I could like I have the personality for that. You know, I don't want to. Do. I don't want to be intimidating. I want to help you. Yeah, you're you're beefy but not scary. Okay, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like for a lot of guys, I would imagine it's, uh, you know, maybe just putting on a little more muscle and getting in a little bit better shape. Mm-hmm. Or. It's really an intuitive thing, I think. I think uh, my my real skill sets mm-hmm. in the bedroom are intuiting, intuitiving, intuiting, being intuitive about my partner's. Uh, wants and needs you know what i mean like i'm not there for me necessarily like it's fun for me it's fun for me but i want to be a good boy i want to do a good job (laughs) and so uh through years of practice and technique and and breath work and such like Mm -hmm. you know i can pretty much just come on command sure not always or not come on command exactly yeah yeah uh certainly not always but uh it's a skill that I like to have and uh, it's just, it's just, you know, learning a rhythm, learning a pattern, like being, being open to what they want. But I think, I don't know how, I don't know how that's necessarily teachable. I think that's just like something you, maybe you not even have, but just like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's teachable. What one thing that I've thought about, you know, I've been a massage therapist Mm -hmm. for a long time. Uh, done a lot of breath work myself. Uh, tactile, like touch sensitivity, is a skill right, that you yeah. can develop. And like being able to touch a spot on another person's body or in another person's body and kind of know if what you're doing feels good, doesn't feel good, if it turns them on more, and just learning how to feel well it, right it is a two-way street because like if your partner is just like not giving you any feedback yeah. uh, other than just like you know bodily and auditorily if just giving you a little bit of feedback but not being like yes right there like being explicit and saying right, like that right. feels good keep doing that and that that's that that's a big ask i don't you know that's all that that's <clears throat> turning sex into like a it's almost performative 
unless oh, that is explicitly your thing that you like to do. Interesting. I don't know if I agree with that. I think that more women should take charge of being communicative about what they are enjoying. Like, just be like, yeah, right there. What you're doing right there. Like, do that. Like, that. Like that's encouraging and <clears throat> uh, explicit in terms of like, okay, I, I know what I'm doing right now. I'm just going to keep doing this. I think for a lot of women, that would kind of take them out of their pleasure circuit. Mm. And a big part of their turn on is being with a lover who knows how to touch them in a way that gets them off and that they can just kind of like lay back and relax into their pleasure. And if they have to take a more, you know, active dominant role in it, like, you know, there's, sure. there's certainly room for that. And a lot of people do like it like that. Um, but yeah, like I think that that's kind of a turnoff for a lot of people to have to kind of guide the other person. Not a turnoff, but it's kind of a chore. I guess, but like ideally you wouldn't have to do it forever. You do it a sure. handful of times and then like... It's a good exercise. It's a good exercise. Yeah. And like it primes you for uh, more dirty talk. You know sure. What I mean? Like, you know, that's a, that's a fun aspect of it. And so... I think that like... If I, if I was to develop, like, a course like that, that people would come and kind of learn to be a better lover, um, you know, maybe a solid two-thirds of it would just be, like, personal development and learning how to, like, be skilled in using and feeling your own body. And then, you know, the last third would be kind of doing that with another person. Because, like, if you don't know how to find the pleasure inside of yourself and how to kind of conduct that through yourself, like, how can you expect someone else sure, yeah. to be able to do it for you? I don't know. Maybe we need to start a college. Sure, absolutely. Uh, I looked there's into... A lot of, there's a lot of, like, incel type dudes in Seattle who definitely don't know what the fuck they're doing. Tech bros, specifically. Yeah, yeah, I would say that there probably are. Um, I bet I've never looked this up. I'm just guessing, but I'm I'm willing to bet that Seattle is one of the highest populations of incels. So when you use the term incel, mm -hmm. do you mean it by its like classical definition of only meaning an involuntary celibate? Or are you also kind of heaping in the social context that has been kind of more recently used to describe uh, sexually frustrated men who hate women? Yeah, yeah. You're that, using that one. I'm using more of that. More I would, of I that would say one. both, but yeah, more of like the man-hating uh, or the woman-hating uh, sexually frustrated young man who's like just at the point of just being like, you know what? I don't even want sex. I don't even want it. Yeah, but they do. But they do. They do, and like leveled at level. You uses an insult towards men. Like I get it. It's really effective. Like that's how you insult a man. Like you insult his sexual prowess. Yeah, right. You say you can't get pussy. Yeah. 
But I think like most people who are involuntarily celibate aren't hateful and aren't like, you know, misogynists in the way that it's kind of mostly used now. Okay. That they're, you know, dudes who spent all of their formative years in front of a computer who don't have like the physical prowess, the charisma, the ability to go out and be attractive to a woman and you know they just want to be loved you know they want the physical and emotional uh love and intimacy with another person and you know uh they're probably frustrated because no pussy does some things to a person when sure. you when yeah. you when you, know, you I remember it. being yeah. 15 you know it was very frustrating um but, you know, I, I think that it's important to differentiate when you're talking about incels between, you know, those kind of people who just uh, aren't socially competent enough to get a woman versus like, you know, uh, a misogynist right wing bigot who th they get laid a lot more. You know, they're, they're generally much more able to actually go out and get a woman than you know, some guy who's stuck behind a computer and has bad posture and spills a spaghetti all over the floor yeah. whenever a woman is in the room. Yeah, I guess, okay, I don't really know enough about the culture. I just have, like, this idea of my head who, of, yeah, spaghetti-spilling keyboard warrior. And there, there's certainly overlap between these two populations, but... uh I don't know. I kind of feel bad for them. Oh, I feel terrible. They for don't. Them. They don't. They don't get a lot of sympathy, and they no, just yeah. get dragged. And then they turn into like horrible creatures eventually. I mean, if if your whole life is just people shitting on you for what you are, it's uh, it's a lot to come back from. Yeah, especially when you're not getting any pussy. Especially when you're not getting any pussy. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe there could be a class for them, too. I feel like that is where the absence of, like, strong male role models is really, uh, is really felt. Because I would say, like, that's, that's a father's job to teach, you know, their son how to be a man and how to you know, navigate those kind of relationships and be successful in those kind of relationships. And I don't know. My father didn't teach me how to do that. He's a great guy. No, I love him to yeah, death. My dad, but, uh, my dad definitely didn't teach me how to do that. I had to, to figure that out on my own. Yeah, same. My dad uh, does not <clears throat> have any friends. Uh, and he has no hobbies. Well, that's not true. It's some hobbies, but they're not. What are your dad's hobbies? Uh, watching police brutality videos and working himself into like a rage about how much he hates the cops. Okay. And uh, watching book TV or like C-SPAN mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. the History Channel and uh, finding obscure music that like, I don't know. He has a very specific style of music, and I don't really know what it is or how to describe it. But is it like uh, is it is it rock music? It used to be, but it's more. Uh, he's really into this artist now called Sunny War. 
And okay. She is like a guitar player. She was like formerly homeless and has a unique way of playing guitar and singing. And like, I'm not knocking it, but it's not, it's just not for me. Like it doesn't do much for me. It's very niche taste. Yeah. Uh, it's not bad, but it just doesn't do much for me. And, uh, he's like gone to her shows and like gotten pictures with her. And she's just like this like obscure artist. And like, he's like kind of obsessed. I mean, at least he's chosen to become obsessed with someone who he can have some access to. Yeah, I guess. It was like Rihanna, you know. Yeah. He's never meeting Rihanna. He's never meeting Rihanna. Probably say the same about us. Yeah. Yeah, I would never. Yeah. I don't even know if I would recognize her in the streets, to be honest. I'm aware that Rihanna is a person. Yeah. If you played three songs, I don't know if I could identify one. And I don't know what she does beyond that. I don't know if she's, like, relevant to pop culture musically anymore. I don't know anything about her. I just know that she is a person and that is a name. And, and she's she, famous. And I think she used to get beat up by Chris Brown or something, maybe. I think so. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. I don't know. That's my extent of pop culture. Then again, we're appealing to our audience because whoever's listening to this is probably like, yeah, I don't really know who Rihanna is. They know is. that her hips don't lie. Is that her? No, that's Shakira. Isn't ah, it? Yeah, I only know that because there's a Danzig Shakira mashup. Okay. Uh, and it's amazing. What's the Danzig song that gets mashed up? Uh, it's just someone doing a dance, a very good Danzig impression. Okay. Singing along to it, and uh, sounds pretty good. It's good. It's been a while since I heard it, so I can't really talk on it too much. But if you're listening to this and you don't really know who Shakira is either, and you like Danzig. Check out Danzig Shakira mashup. It's really good. <clears throat> Maybe we should just put that as like the outro song on this. Maybe we could do that. Yeah, we'll try and remember that. Danzig Shakira mashup. There's a really good uh, Black Sabbath crazy train yeah. slash aha take on me yeah, yeah. mashup. Some of these mashups really are like so good. There's a uh, Iron Maiden monkeys one really of uh fuck it's uh it's the one about like it's the iron maiden song about like being a cavalry soldier and ah the uh the commando no not commando i only know iron maiden from the iron maiden pinball game okay so the trooper the trooper That's it. yeah trooper yeah, it's it's the trooper and uh i don't know whatever monkey song but it's really good they have like the one song yeah that's like their song but like i don't know how you figure out a mashup like that it's just like it's so good and just like it elevates it to a level you're just like no this is like a banger of a song oh yeah i heard i saw one recently it was like a limp biscuit cover of a black flag song Okay. No, it was Black Flag covering Limp Biscuit. Really? Yeah, it was Black Flag. It was Black Flag doing uh, break stuff, and uh, it was like really fucking good. I could see that. I uh, used to have a Limp Biscuit cassette tape. Okay. Yeah. Which one? The first one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The only one that I would have bought in like middle school. Right. I had the CD. Yeah. I would listen to it while I had to mow the lawn on my 
mm-hmm. Walkman cassette player. Oh yeah, I'm, and it would just make me more angry that I had to mow the lawn. Oh man, I yeah. I used to hate having to mow the lawn, and I too would listen to angry rock music while angry mowing rock the lawn. music. Uh, I used to. My parents uh, always made me mow the lawn, and they had like a fairly large lawn. It was like a quarter acre or half an acre maybe. Oh yeah, and um, a lot of hill on it and it, w- it what bothered me about it isn't that i had to mow the lawn <clears throat> it was that my sister never had to mow the lawn and that the answer was that she's a girl it's kind of a gendered chore she doesn't have to mow the lawn yeah and meanwhile my sister is literally playing every sport she's on every sports team that the high school has to offer but she's not strong enough to push a lawnmower up a hill but she's like running out she's out there doing sprints and shit playing soccer all day i'm like i think you could push your lawnmower up a hill it was probably it probably had a self-propelling drive anyway it didn't it didn't it did not that's a shitty lawnmower you had it was a shitty lawnmower. that's a really shitty lawnmower yeah and i was constantly sabotaging it i would like sure uh break the spark plug like so you couldn't even like easily take it out uh i would just like snap it off uh, I would cut the cord. So like, I would like trim it with like a razor blade and then like make a show of like trying to start it and be like, I don't know. It fucking broke again. Fucking broke again. Yeah. Or just, you know, I would just like constantly sabotage the lawnmower so I didn't have to cut it, but I would have, I would have cut the, the grass more easily. if Like just my sister also had to cut it once and like, you know, al- yeah. alternating. Or even like every third time. Even every third time. And yeah. then her job was to clean up all the dog poop in the yard. And then she wouldn't even do that. So and like, you'd run over all yeah. the dog shit. Yeah. And yeah. so it's just like, it's so, it was just, and my, I would complain to my dad about it. And he was like, you should just get used to it. You should just get used to it. Men have to do all the hard stuff in life. And then I told my mom that he said that and she lost her shit on him. And that was a funny night. Uh, but yeah, I, ugh, it bothered me. But back to the original point. I was cutting the lawn, listening to like a Sepultura tape or something. And in my yard, I found a cassette tape unlabeled, just like a homemade dub. And so I pop it in and my brain, my 14 year old brain is just like blown by what I'm hearing It's the first time I ever heard ICP. And I didn't know that ICP existed I didn't know anything about him. All I know is like on this tape is some hilarious, angry clowns rapping. Actually, I don't even think I put it together that they were clowns. I don't even know if that was like mentioned. It was the great Malenko, if you're familiar. That was their classic. That is the class. That, yeah. that is their best. That was kind one. of the mainstream crossover. Yeah, that yeah. is the great Malenko still. I mean, it doesn't hold up, but like. There's some still some like bangers on there for sure. Some funny skits, yeah. Some funny skits. And like for a fourteen year old, just like finding it, it was amazing. I was like, This is so amazing. And then I eventually pieced it together that they were ICP and that the juggalos at school were like once devotees. They, yeah, once they figured out like what was going on, I distanced myself from it and I was like, I don't want to be associated with this. But I'll still throw the great Malenko on every once in a while and listen to that. It's it's got some hits. I'm gonna go grocery shopping after this. I might listen to it on the way to the grocery store now. Actually, uh, what's on the grocery list? Uh, popcorn. Okay. I'm gonna start making my own popcorn. Making your own popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you consume a lot of like bagged pre-made popcorn, and you're making the switch? No, or you're I just like... want pop. I just want a snack. Like I don't know. I like Juanita's 
chips. Yeah, those are good those, chips. Those are good, but I just kind of want some popcorn lately. I'm cutting back on like eating potatoes and rice, mm-hmm. and I can feel my body just craving carbs sometimes yeah. and like yeah, yeah. sugar. And so I'm trying to like stymie that with popcorn. Those, well, I mean, I guess like I'm not trying to cut out carbs entirely, but like, but certain carbs, just potatoes and rice. And you uh, should try a millet, millet, millet. So, how do you cook with it? You I, just it's just like rice, it's okay. just like a grain. Okay. Um, but the kind of heavy, moist quality that potatoes and rice have. Millet is more like a stringent and drying. So I think kind of the bodily humor that you're trying to kind of reduce. Okay. Is like millet would, you know, give you nourishment and also work to uh, decrease that kind of oily heat that okay. you're prone to. You're back on this kapha thing. Is that. This is more of a pitta thing. Pitta, am I pitta? I don't know what I am. I took I took a test and it said it was all three and I was like that's not helpful at all. No, it's not helpful at all. Uh, you're you're like you're like a, a pita kapha. Okay. And especially if you do eat too much like chips. Okay. Or something like too much oily food can aggravate you, but then also too much heavy food can aggravate you. Interesting. And especially like in the winter when we're doing more nesting, eating more heavy foods, it's easy to get aggravated in the direction of uh, kapha. Okay. And kapha and pitta are both kind of like liquidy. So something like millet... I do eat a lot of soup. I mean, depending on what's in the soup. Okay. Yeah, that could be problematic. It's, it's not just eating liquid that makes you like that. Um, but yeah, check out some millet. You might enjoy it or just, uh, eat popcorn. So I'm, what is like, it's, it's like rice. Or? Yeah. It's, it's like a, it's like a seed grain. Okay. But you just you, cook it like rice? You just boil it. I mean, it's, it's got different like water and time amounts that you need. Okay. But yeah, you just look it up online and be like, how do I make millet? And they'll be like, why the fuck are you eating millet? I'm sure there's a ton of YouTube. Trying- are you a bird? Yeah. Yeah. Or do most people not eat it? Do I need to go to a specialty store to get this? Is Um, Fred Meyer going to have millet? Maybe. I would say unlikely. Back in the days of like unrestricted bulk bin shopping, then millet probably would have been at Fred Meyer. Okay. Interesting. But if you went to like a PCC, you could most likely get millet. Okay. Or a Whole Foods. Okay. Or just order a big sack of it off of Amazon. Okay. Maybe start off with a small sack. See how you like it. Is it nutty? It is a little nutty. Yeah. All right. Maybe we'll try it out. Maybe we'll try try. it out. Uh, What else is on the list? Chicken, obviously. Mm -hmm. Probably some frozen waffles. Frozen waffles. You an Eggo man or? Oh, no. I'm gluten-free, so I go go, go Vans. Vans frozen waffles. Sponsor us. Very tasty. Very good. Uh, Please, Vans, sponsor us. We will say anything that you would like us to say. Forsake all other frozen waffles. I don't even touch other frozen waffles. Vans is the one true frozen waffle. Yeah. Now and forever. They serve them six in a box, and they're usually on sale, so you Mm -hmm. can get like a box for like four bucks, and that's like not bad. Yeah. And I eat all six in one go. Sure. And uh, they're good. They get crispy. They hold syrup well. They're 
They're delicious. Excellent. Vans gluten-free frozen waffles. Do recommend. Uh, get some eggs. Maybe get some maple syrup. Uh, okay, okay. Some fruit of some sort. I got a meal prep for this coming week, and I'm thinking about making a meatloaf, and I'm not really sure. Uh, you know what? I decided I wasn't going to make a meal prep this week. I was just going to do sandwiches. I was, okay. I was just going to do, like, salami and cheese and lettuce sandwiches. Sounds good. I'm tired of, like, eating with silverware in my work truck. Yeah. And, like, eat, I'm tired of, like, cold meals. You know what I mean? Especially because yeah. it's, like, getting cold outside. I'm just, mm-hmm. like, like, I don't want cold cabbage and beets and chicken. Like, it tastes fine, but it's also, like, right. whatever. Cold, cold meaning you don't want a meal that used to be hot. Yeah. And then got cold. But right. But, like, a cold sandwich. A cold sandwich. Just, like, something to eat. That's real, just a sandwich. Like, something to eat real quick and then get on with my day or whatever. You like mayo? I love mayo. Mustard? Mustard, yeah, I love it. Okay. I love mayo. Big fan of mayo. W- would you use a condiment that was like a, a, a mayo-mustard combination? Uh, like goober, but with mayo and sure, mustard sure. instead of peanut butter and jelly. No, I like to control the ratio a little bit. Okay, okay. Yeah. You're wasting a lot of time spreading both of those jars. I guess so, but it's worth it in my opinion. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I might get some pepper relish. Oh, spice it up a little bit. I like that. Yeah. Some seltzer is going to be on that list. Some fruits. Uh, what brand of seltzer are you loyal to? Polar. I'm a Polar po- Springs? No, not, no. There's Poland Springs. Oh, right. But, Polar and but, Poland Springs. But there's Got just it. Polar. And I think they're re- they're located in Massachusetts. I th- I'm pretty sure their main headquarters is in Massachusetts. And, uh, got loyalty to those New England boys. Got li- them being on the West Coast market is fairly new, I think, within like the last two years. And uh, I try and support. They're always on sale. Their flavor's great. Love Hmm. Love a Polar Seltzer. That's my top tier seltzer. Polar, please sponsor us. We will say anything that you want us to say. Yeah, I <clears throat> legitimately no legitimately love your product. I drink fuck it LaCroix, all fuck the time. bubbly. Yeah, it's polar. Uh, it's polar. Polar is the only one. The orange cream, amazing. Ginger mm. lime mule, amazing. I like you can get the Ah, uh, yes, I know the ones you're talking about now. You can get the uh the liters, the liter bottles. Mm-hmm. They're usually on sale. Uh or I can you can find them for like ten for ten, you know, a dollar a piece. It's not bad for a liter of water for a dollar is a great deal, no matter what kind of water you're getting. Yeah, that's a quality deal. And then you're getting bubbles on top of that. You're getting flavors on top of that. You're getting flavors like natural essence. Yeah, you're getting flavors like toasted coconut, strawberry, watermelon, mandarin, like flavors you're not getting in the can. It's a different flavor spectrum altogether. Well, you can do different things with a flavor inside of a plastic bottle than a can. I suppose that's true. Yeah, yeah. So I, I heavily support Polar. Uh, I don't know. I don't need much. I don't need much, really. I just need... You're a simple man. Something. I'll probably buy some chicken thighs over... Like a thigh. Over just the whole bird. I've been going nuts for months just cooking whole birds and then just mm-hmm. like eating that as like a, you know... Yeah. I come Last home... Last you a few days. Yeah, I come home. Uh, I don't always have time to make myself... A nice meal mm-hmm. now that the pandemic is largely over and I'm out doing comedy almost like seven nights a week. And so I've been going to I've just been making a big pot of soup about every it lasts me about a week and a half. Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't cost very much. And I like soup a lot. But usually like I don't eat it every day. I, I need to break it up with something else. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. man, my soup game is I make a great fucking soup. Uh, 
But I might just buy some some chicken thighs and go a little different route and uh, just like I use my air fryer a little bit more than uh, the soup route. And I don't know, but soup is so good. Like I might just make another big. <laughs> I, I might just make a giant pot of soup tonight, and that'll be my my meal, my dinner for the next week and change. What kind of soup? Oh, though you know what? I'm going to visit my family soon, and so my that soup would sit in my refrigerator for like way too long. So no soup this week. Unacceptable. Yeah. What kind? Uh, of, the soup. The soup I've been eating most recently was a uh, chicken, kale, carrot. I do a miracle mir- without the celery, but uh, chicken, kale, carrot, pumpkin. Ooh, I like a pumpkin soup. Yeah. Chunks of pumpkin, not... Uh, right, not pumpkin blended into the base. Yeah. It's yeah. just like I got some... That's also good, though. I got some classic jack-o'-lantern pumpkins, mm-hmm. you know, and then just treated them like squash instead of art and made a soup. It didn't really add much flavor to it. It gave it, gave it some good chunks, some good body, but... Yeah, it's a nice I, textural I, yeah, element. I didn't get a much, like, a pumpkin-y flavor, which is fine. Mm. Maybe some uh, gluten-free pasta. I've been sure. using some of that. Need to replenish my stocks a little bit. It's good I don't for know. You. I'm a pretty simple guy, really. Yeah. I need to get a <clears throat> some breakfast bars or some like protein bars, and a tub of meal replacement shake because that's usually my go-to breakfast. And I, I've been noticing. You need to replace the meal replacement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm out, and I've for I've been out for about a week, and I've really noticed the difference in not having that in my morning routine. Like I'm like way hungrier. Like it makes a big difference. Get your fucking breakfast game together, Jack. I gotta. gotta what are you doing? I gotta get all sorts of things together, and uh, I also have to. I think I need to buy like one of those old timey thermoses, like sure. Stanleys. Yeah. I think I'm. I think I need to upgrade. You're a working man. I'm a working man. Yeah. I need to upgrade from drinking. Like I make a tea in the morning, and I take that, and then, especially here in Rain City, Seattle, uh, I'm outside working all the time, and you know the the we drink a lot of coffee here for a reason. Like there's a lot of coffee here for a reason, and so I usually treat myself to a coffee around midday or so. And so I think I need to just start bringing my own coffee, just like hat, like to avoid paying $15 for an Americano to avoid paying $15 for an Americano. Any more run-ins at the, uh, bikini barista stand? No, for He, he, he got fucked. He wanted to go fuck the bikini barista, but he ended up getting fucked. I didn't even want a $15 Americano, $10 Americano. And the minimum tip that he could leave was a $5 tip. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was so annoyed with myself. It was Americano, a- not as bad as he thought it was going to be, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Bikini barista, way worse than he thought it was going to be. Well, I didn't even think it was going to be a bikini barista is the real thing. Like, I've in in Washington, for those listening, if, we're, if you're not in Washington, we have a thing here called Bikini Baristas, and it is exactly what it sounds like. It's a woman... Uh, shoved into a shed that has a drive-through window attached to it, and uh, she is not usually very good at being a stripper or making coffee. But when you intersect those two things, the bar goes down. Yeah, and so they're everywhere. They're, once you get out of Seattle proper, 
bikini baristas dot the the landscape uh, pretty heavily. And they're usually identifiable because they're hot pink and they have names like uh, Ladybug Cafe or like Double Diva Espresso. Du- Double Diva Espresso. And they usually have like sexy mud flap lady cutouts indicating what you're going to get. But so anyway, I try and avoid them because the coffee is always expensive as fuck and usually not very good. And I don't care about seeing tits enough to pay for it and so i'm out there driving around doing my job and treating myself to a uh, a coffee there's a mcdonald's across the street i'm like i'm going to support local business i go around i see that it's the double diva espresso i'm like this sounds like a bikini barista place i'm not interested so i do a loop around i just drive by the window to look in to see if she is in a bikini or not so I know to avoid it. She's wearing this huge sweater. So I'm like, oh, okay, weird. I like maybe it's just a double diva espresso. They're just feminists and you know, whatever. She's wearing one diva's not enough. She's wearing this huge giant sweatshirt. Double diva cup espresso. Yeah. For heavy flow days. And so I pull in and I gotta wait behind this car and this guy is in the car. It's taking forever. And I'm just like, I should just leave. I should just leave. Just go to McDonald's. They have coffee for like $2. Like, why am I here? What am I doing? All right. Count to 30 seconds. Okay. And then like, he's like got his hands like out the window, like making all these like creepy hand gestures. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? He just like keeps handing her like change and stuff. And like, but she's wearing a sweater. She's leaning out the window wearing a sweater. I'm like, what the fuck is happening in here? This guy could have had a sweater fetish. Yeah, maybe. And then, he leaves and I pull up and like, she's not in the big swing, like the 10 seconds that it took for me to like pull up five seconds, whatever it was, she's like yanked this thing off. And now she's wearing like a full body fish, red fishnet bodysuit with like this like leather harnessy kind of thing on it. And like, it's not unsexy, but she's not my type. She's not particularly attractive. And I'm like, Oh God, like, no, like, I'm, <laughs> and so but there's a part of me that was just like, well, you can't drive off. You can't just leave now. Her like, self-esteem's already so low. Right. I was like, you can't kill this poor girl. I didn't I didn't know what to do. I was like, well, you can't just drive off. You just wait it like, I don't know. And so I order espresso or I order the americano and like I'm just looking straight ahead. I'm not engaging with her. Like I'm like kind of i'm just like fuming with myself that like i fell for this trap and it was my fault entirely and i can see on the periphery that she's like wiggling her butt as they do and like you know trying to just she's doing her job she's doing her job effectively she's she doesn't she's not she doesn't know that i'm mad at myself for being there so she's doing her job effectively and i get the coffee and I leave, and I'm so fucking mad, and I'm texting, like, three people about it. And to my surprise, it was a much better coffee than I anticipated. But it was not a $15 coffee and the mandatory 50%. Because I'm cla- I believe in class solidarity. There's no way I'm not going to tip. So, like, there wasn't a custom option, and 50% tip was the minimum. So it was just like, oh, that's what really pissed me off. What that, what do you think's on the secret menu at the Bikini Barista place? You think that you squirt, prob- squirt some breast milk in there, a little breast milk creamer? If yeah, if you're a wet, if you're you know a wet nurse and you want to work at a Bikini Barista, I bet you could make a lot of money for that. 
Especially if you wore like a cow themed bikini. Yeah. And like a bell. Yeah. You had some sweet mommy milkers and just. I don't know. I like. I don't know how. Like in my mind, like it's so preposterous that these things exist that people want to intersect like coffee and sex together. So like, yeah. I, I don't know who their normal market is. I don't know who like the it's no- creeps. This is the guy right, in front the, of you. Yeah, fucking like, creeps. So like I'm like, I can guess at like odd requests they get, but I don't know how much it is. Like, hey, can you fart in this cup? Hey, can you piss in this cup? Spit in the cup? You know what I mean? Just like, yeah, it's a lot of gross shit that I assume people want, but like, I don't know for sure. You know what I mean? But like, I imagine pissing in the cup is pretty common, or at least spitting in it. That's not sexy. I think it's kind of sexy. Maybe that's why I think it would be like. Yeah, like, in my mind, it's more just like, oh, shake your titties. Okay. Oh, they shake def- your titties. They definitely do that. Yeah, that's they, like kind of entry level. Yeah. It's it's basically like a strip club inside of a coffee stand. Yeah. Yeah. And and you are the only one really watching because your car is kind of blocking the view. Yeah. And like the person behind. Like, so no, it's kind of like a little private show. It's like a little peep show where they give you coffee. And yeah. so I, oh, yeah, I unsh- I'm sure that, you know, shake your, like, let me see your titties. Yeah, like, let me see your titties. That's probably the main I, one. Yeah, I'm sure that's one. I'm sh- let me see your pussy. I bet that gets asked. And, like, I don't know, maybe they do that. You know, just, like, pull it aside and just, like, yeah, look at that. Like, who knows? Like, you got to be kind of a freak to work in there because you, you know you're getting, yeah, like, yeah. you know you're getting, you're, like, rattling the bear's cage, sort of, while you're, like, in the cage. Like, you're stuck in that box. So, like. That's got to be a little crazy. They can't really get in there, though. I mean, how it, they could. Uh, Depending on where they're located. Oh, maybe maybe their pimp works at the car wash next door. Maybe. Like, I don't know how secure they are. They just always just seem like quasi-murder shacks. You know what I mean? It's like you're just, like, tantalizing. But they're only open during daylight hours. That's true. Yeah. And like, they're usually not, like, in the middle of nowhere. There's usually yeah. something around. But, like... Usually, like, a Western wear, like, cowboy boot store yeah, a, or a, a medical a, supply store. A gas station of some gas sort. Gas station, yeah. absolutely. I mean, yeah, you're, I mean, it would be difficult to get in there, I guess. But, like, I don't know. They could just crawl you think through it's, the You window. think it's, like, strippers who hurt their backs so they can't work the pole anymore? I don't know. I don't... They just got to stand? I know that... Uh, a lot of strippers moved to bikini baristas during the pandemic. Like ah. that became like a that became a thing where like a lot of backup work, I guess. You know what I mean? Like all people still needed their coffee. Yeah, and yeah. you got big titties. You know, even small to medium titties. Yeah, yeah. You're willing to show your titties. Willing to show your titties. But there's no bouncer there. There's no one being like, "Hey, you can't do this." So I imagine they get a wide gamut of maybe we should try and get a bikini barista on the show and just tell us some crazy stories. Yeah, I think so. Uh, if there are any bikini baristas listening, please uh, drop us a line. I want to be the number one podcast in Ulaanbaatar or in the top 10 anyway. And uh, I want us to be favored by bikini baristas. I, I would like us to be the number one podcast for, Mongolian bikini baristas. Yeah. Yeah. They got to exist. Somewhere. I, I would hope. I would hope. They got some talent over there in Mongolia. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, All the herding, yogurt, horse meat. Yeah. It's good for you. Yeah. Ferment, fermented horse milk. That's their, that's their drink of choice. It's like a fucking dairy jankum. 
Yeah, it's like a it's like a muscle milk vodka mix. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. That's how I like to get drunk. I just buy a muscle milk, I chug half, fill the rest up with vodka, shake it up real good, and then like that's muscle milk right there. Well, it's like you're getting drunk and you're Gains. building your muscles. Yeah. Yeah. So when I go fight somebody, I'm like pre-charged up. There you go. I would love to talk to Bikini Breeze because, like, I I do want to know, like, what the level of pervertedness they are asked. Like, peeing in a cup just seems like a very, like, I don't know. Like, there have to be people out there who are just like, yeah, that's so fucking gross. Like, I don't know. Like, I like, I like sex because it's gross. Like, I just lean into the gross. Like, I enjoy being peed on. Like, I will, I will drink piss. Like, I'm not, I like it. And, but, like, it's not an everybody kind of thing, you know sure. what I mean? It's, you got to be on a level. So I don't know if I'd ask, like... You have to know about a girl's diet before yeah. you want her to piss on And you. hydration levels. Hydration levels. And so, like, I don't want... Asparagus consumption. I don't want a bikini barista to piss in my coffee if she's been drinking, like, Red Bulls all day and, yeah. like, eats garbage. You know what I mean? Like, not into that. Right. Uh, but someone might. Someone might, or they're like, hey, finger yourself and rub it around the inside of my cup. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. finger yourself and then, like, flavor my coffee with that. Or, like, I don't know. Like, this is where my thoughts go. And so, like, I'm, like, I'm not very high on the perverted list, I don't think. I think I'm, like, slightly above average. Like, I'm, like, mid-tier. There's people I way... I mean, I, I, th- I think by Seattle standards, you're not that high. Okay. But I think by, like... You know, middle America standards. Okay. You're, you're up there. Sure. Okay. But there's got to be people who are just like, want like weird, gross shit in there. Like, I don't, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Do you think that they get asked to be like, hey, can I finger you real quick? To which I imagine most people would be like, no, absolutely not. I don't know where your hand has been. I think maybe if like, if you wash your hand, okay. But then I was thinking like, what if they're like, yeah, 50 bucks, you got to wear this glove. I don't if if they wanted a glove, I'd do it for thirty five. Okay. Yeah. No glove, fifty dollars, and I'll wash my hand. Wash your hand or hand sanitizer? Uh, I, I guess hand san I would want to wash. I'd want to wash my I'd want to wash. Yeah. But you know what, then they're gonna come into the stand. No, that's rule right. number one of bikini barista. Right. Never let the Johns into right. the stand. Right. I think that if you're going to finger a bikini barista at work, which probably happens not that often, uh, I would hope that she would say, okay, but you have to wear this rubber glove. Because I don't know where your fucking hands have been. I, I think the real game would be would to try to pick up the bikini barista after her shift with the promises of either methamphetamine or some sort of opioid-based drug. Maybe. Uh, l- lady's choice. Maybe. And then, you know, you finger her in the comfort of your own vehicle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they get off work pretty early. It's true. And then they can go strip, right? Probably so. Yeah, or yeah. OnlyFans or whatever. And I want to make it clear that, you know, I'm not knocking sex workers at all, but it is an odd thing to do to serve coffee in, uh, in sexualized serving coffee. Yeah. Like, it's like, I don't understand the demographic there. I used to work with a guy <clears throat> and... He, when when he was training me in the job that I do, we were driving around and like going from place to place, and he kind of navigated uh, by bikini baristas, or at least he knew where they all were. Yeah. And every time we drove by one, he would be like, 
check it out, a bikini barista. Nice, right? <laughs> Just like <laughs> yeah. at the idea that there was a woman in sexy clothing in a building that we were close to was enough to titillate him. Well, I, I, I think that's kind of who they're for, is for guys that drive around for a living. Yeah, they're they're for me, yes. but like I'm just not interested because I find it so preposterous and upsetting at the price of the coffee. Because ultimately, like, I, like seeing titties is not that exciting to me at this point in my life. Like I can just Google titties yeah. or whatever. Like I don't, I know that this person is only being nice to me because I'm ordering coffee and they want a tip. Like, I know that it's not sincerity. Yeah. I know that this is a complete fabrication. Right. So I can garner no joy from this. I'm just like, oh, like, oh, great. Okay. Oh, yeah, you got tits out. Fantastic. Like, super. Yeah. It's more, it's disappointing to me that I'm just like, this coffee is going to cost $10. I, I bet you you're not the only person disappointed that they're in a bikini barista stand. Yeah. I mean, if you own the stand and you're, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're running your own stand, you're in there in a bikini and like you're doing it, you're earning your own way. I'm not going to knock it, but these are probably girls who are women who are not being paid a whole lot of money. Yeah. And some douchebag creep just like owns a shack that he makes women, exploits women in. And also like scantily clad being scantily clad and using like hot being around hot liquids all the time and steam and stuff like good lord these girls probably get burned all the time like most baristas get to wear like an apron also on top of regular clothes like there's no apron in this it's just like titties and skin and hot unless steam. unless their shtick is like to only wear an apron with nothing underneath it mm, which yeah. i kind of like that's kind of that sexier, would be right? that would almost be sexier than just like straight up like fishnet bodysuit leather harness yeah. thing just like keep it a little wholesome you know what i mean like right if these are like girl next door types instead of like you're a stripper like yeah. uh like rain boots thong apron yeah good yeah good to go hair and a ponytail hair and a ponytail uh, maybe horn rimmed tortoise shell glasses. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You see her like school books on the counter. Yeah, beside her, and the tits aren't just like in your face, but you're right? trying to look. But she turns B- around, B cup or less. Yeah, you know, and she turns else around. You can see the immodest. butt. You can see the butt. There's a lot of bending over. This yeah. is what they, they do a lot of bending over in the bikini barista place. Oh, of anyway. course. And then they like look back and catch yeah. you watching. Like, but, oh, see, that's why naughty boy. That's why exactly why I was just looking straight ahead because I was like, I want you to know that I am not watching. Yeah. I want you to know that I'm just here for coffee. Do you th- do you think she's insulted or do you think she's relieved that she doesn't have to? I'm not looking to insult know, her. That put was put on a show. I'm not. I wasn't looking to insult her. I was just trying to be like. I made a mistake. Yeah. You're fine. This is on me. Like Mm -hmm. I should have left. Like I should have known all the, all the signs were there. I should have known. I should have just gone to McDonald's, got the $2 coffee. Uh, the lesson learned is never support small local businesses. Yeah. There might be a mostly naked woman in there who charges exorbitant prices for goods that shouldn't cost that much. If we could have corporate oligarchy as soon as possible, uh, I think everyone would be happier. And yeah. anyone who is less happy can get shuffled off into some sort of camp uh, only for dissenters. They I would, get to be with their own kind. They're happy. They love it there. I might go. I might go to that camp. Just like give me a lobotomy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I feel like I, I feel like I would be a lot happier in life if I had a lobotomy. 
you would be less unhappy. Right. You just wouldn't have the capacity to feel those things. That's fine. Just like I could just like get a job doing something. Mm-hmm. Just like I don't know what that job would be, but just like content with nothing. Cont- like that's that's the problem is that like I I want too many things. I'm attached to too many things, sure. and that is where suffering comes from, per the Buddha. And so if I could just have a lobotomy and just be like. You're fine at just working at Seven Eleven from uh, eight o'clock in the at night until six o'clock in the morning. That's your life. Would they be able to like lobotomize the right parts? I don't know. So like, I don't even know if they still do lobotomies. It's like, all. oh, let's turn off angst and turn on knowing how to work a cash register. Yeah. Well, I don't know if the knowledge. I feel like turn on knowing how to work a cash register would be like. I would have to have that knowledge already. Well, right, but I'm saying like if so they lobotomize you, they cut out pieces of your brain. Yeah, you know what? Why don't we just like China put a neural thing in my head, put a USB port in my head, mm-hmm. turn down the chatter, turn up the focus, yeah, put some snappy music in there, teach me how to use a cash register. Hamster dance twenty four seven. Yeah. And make me feel like things are important and that mundane tasks uh are okay to do and not just me wasting my life because when i'm stocking things i'm like why am i doing this like why am i alive weren't they supposed to make robots yeah that did this job aren't i aren't i supposed to be obsolete by now if only but no maybe soon maybe china will invent a race of uh slave species you know bred slaves we're not capturing anybody we're like in brave new world the the gammas the deltas and yeah, the gammas exactly they yeah. love it they love it they love it they love being uh servile right yeah. china if you're listening please sponsor us uh we'll say anything that you want us to say uh, we're, we're pro alcohol uh, in the fetal development tanks whatever you want to do uh Elephant men breeding. Um, Yi Jinping will, he's our homie. You'll never liken him to Winnie the Pooh. Uh, yeah. He seems like an RA guy to me. I mean, if you can run China, you're probably an RA guy. You're probably an RA guy. You probably, yeah. You probably got a lot going on. He wants to run Hong Kong too, you know? Yeah. I say let him. And Taiwan. I say let, let one man just run the whole world for 10 years. Let's just see what happens. I, it couldn't possibly go wrong. I mean, I can't foresee any. Just give it a shot. Give it a just, shot. He's running China. They're doing great things over there, and I don't see why we shouldn't let him. Would run. you rather have him or Putin? You know, they're both handsome, talented, well thought out murderers. Um, better, better leaders than anyone we've had. Better leaders for a while. than anyone we, you and I, have ever had. Maybe our entire life. Were we alive for Reagan? I think I think we got like we got well. We we were not conscious yeah. of Reagan. Yeah, we we entered this meat realm at the tail end of Reaganism. Yeah. Uh, but I don't even know if he was a good leader. He's no Zhao Jingping. No. Uh, he's no Putin. I'll tell he you that. Definitely no Putin. And I saw that Biden like fell asleep at this like conference. Yeah. He pooped himself in front of the Pope. I heard he was farting in front of other important world leaders. Why, like, just get this guy out of there. You're fi- like, you're fired. You're fired. Just like, 
I, I really think that Trump is going to try and run again in 2024. I think he, I think he could win. And he's going to be the most heel. It's going to be the most like I'm almost like I'm not excited for it. Like I'm not pro Trump, but mm-hmm. I'm, I like it when things go wrong. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. like I love the idea of a heel returning. The return of the heel is just like everyone's face just drops in despair and mm-hmm. just like, you're like, no. And then like, oh man, I'm not, again, I'm not really hoping for it, but like, there's a part of me that's yeah, like, yeah. It's, it would be good. It would be funny. It would, it would really be like wh- whoever is elected, it will be like no real change. Right. I mean, Trump gets elected. Maybe women hate you a little bit more Yeah. for the next few years. Uh, I was at a uh, Jai Tai. The oh, night yeah. that he got elected. Oh, okay. And uh, ooh, the Schadenfreude was delicious. Yeah. Mm. Boy. And that was that was the old Jai Tai. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Back when it was booming and popping. The, the pre-canceled Jai Tai. Yeah. You just had a show there, right? I did last night. How'd that go? It went really well. Okay. Yeah. Paul uh, said it sold out. Paul Curry. Sold out. Uh, three out of four of like the opening acts crushed. Okay. Uh, Sam Miller was the headliner. Love and, that guy. Yeah, you love him. He uh, did a bunch of jokes. Uh, they were quite funny. Some anecdotes about formerly being a homeless man. Uh, also very funny and poignant. You know, it wasn't. Yeah. Wasn't just like not not everything was for a laugh. Although most things were eventually. Big fan of Sam Miller. Yeah. And how was the crowd? I've been a little. Uh, this is some inside baseball. I've been a little upset. Maybe not upset is the right word. I'm uh, disappointed. No, that's too, not the right word either. I don't really like Cap Hill audiences. It's, yeah. it's like they're all a bunch of podcast listeners and like they don't realize that you're at a comedy show and you should actually laugh instead of just like LOL in my head. Or like... Uh, uh, the crowd was hot, man. Smirk. They were hot. I, I don't know if you've been at Jai Tai for the past two Fridays. I have, uh, but it was it was similar. Okay, they were there to laugh. Okay, they were very generous with their laughter. Really, um, man, the, I I haven't been to Jai Tai in a little bit. I've been busy with other shows or mm-hmm. whatever, and uh, but the last couple times that I have been to Jai Tai. It's just been like, I don't know if this joke is me. I don't know if this is not working because of me or because of the audience. Because, like, nobody is doing well. And I was just on uh, local producer, comedian extraordinaire, who we just beat mercilessly in a trivia contest, Stephanie Nam's show, uh, Not a Phase at Olmstead. Great show. Ton of people there. Yeah. Uh, I did 15 minutes, and it went very well. Except that, like, I could see on people's faces that it was landing and things were working and the jokes were landing. But, like, there was, like, hardly any actual laughs. I got some applause at a few things. Yeah. I got some pops, some you know, some pops here and there. But, yeah, like, yeah. my material wasn't hitting the way it normally does or the way I thought it should. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck? And then mm-hmm. uh, other people got up and had similar set. The guy they loved the most... He got some laughs, you know, he got some laughs, but then like they were like roaring for him, clapping and cheering when he got off the stage. I was like, but not laughing. Right. I was like, where the fuck was his energy when he was on stage? Like you let so many of his jokes just kind of like meddle out. I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't know. Uh, Cap Hill, not my favorite place to perform. So like, I don't want you to take this comment the wrong way. 
but I feel like what you do is a little more alty. Yeah. Oh, a little I'm more an, I'm alt an, comedy. I'm, I'm an alt comedy, but I feel like Jai Tai is an alt comedy place, though. I feel like Jai Tai used to be an alt comedy place, and it still can, but I think that we're moving into kind of like maybe like a, a post-alt comedy landscape, maybe a little bit of a post-PC landscape. People are a little more uh, primed to laugh at like just kind of set up punchline stuff. Okay. And because that's, that, that's me, man. Like I'm a real just kind of right across the plate club comedy uh, set up punchline kind of guy. And they were fucking howling. Okay. For me, okay. Uh, Paul Curry's kind of set up punchlines. Th- there wasn't really an alt comic on the showcase. And just set up punchline stuff was getting big laughs. And, you know, that crowd, they all paid to be there. So they had skin in the game. They wanted to come and laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't even people that the comics had brought themselves. It was like raw civilians. And... Yeah, you know, I think uh I don't know, people are going to laugh at jokes and people are going to appreciate storytelling a little bit more. We we are moving into the the dark days of Seattle, the rainy dark days. Yeah. And so people, you know, still remember the shutdown and don't want to just stay inside again, I think. And so Yeah. You know, this is the first this is the first fall and winter since the shutdown right yeah this is like yeah 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 and so people are celebratory i think i think people well, no, we had uh we had winter 2020 you're right yeah yeah well we... you mean the first one that's open yeah again oh right. yeah 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 the first one where you can go out and do things so right i think people are <clears throat> excited to go out and not just be inside yeah and uh so I, this fall and winter are typically the best comedy seasons because people want to go out and do stuff, but they, but they don't, don't want to go outside. But they don't really want to go outside. They want to do stuff inside, right? And so we kind of lose audience around spring and summer, which mm-hmm. is understandable. But uh, no, we're hit, we're hitting the the stride part of the year right now. Oh, I had like the first big Papa shows that I've uh, since coming back to comedy. For listeners, I did comedy from 2013 to 2016, quit to go on the professional pinball circuit, and then have started comedy again. In a pinball place. In a pinball place. Um, Much like me and roller, my roller skating, Mike, exactly. we are following our passions and truth and trying to bring comedy to where they are traditionally not. It doesn't work. People do not go to those places to laugh, but we're going to make them laugh. The roller rink has been pretty successful. More successful than the pinball place. But uh, the, you've had one show at the pinball place. That's, yeah. not, that's not a good way to gauge it. Hmm. We'll see. I don't know. It's going on again tonight. Yeah, you got that on going on tonight. Uh, every Monday at the rink, I got my show. Uh, get there around 8.30, Southgate Roller Rink in White Center, Seattle. Uh you can check me out on Instagram at Sick Wizard or Jack Slattery Comedy. Uh, and how do we get? In, how do people get in touch with you? Uh, if you're interested in only the dankest memes, you can follow me on Instagram at Slop the Trough. Yeah, he's got dank memes. They're, yeah, they're they're, they're not bad memes. They're quality memes. 
uh, we should probably make some sort of social media account for this eventually. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. All right, this has been a longer episode. Has it? How long we go? We're an hour 25. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, hope you've enjoyed Rain City Jerks, episode either number three or four. Pretty sure it's three. Pretty sure it's three. And uh, we'll see you next week. All right.